wants you to delight in following His ways. He wants you to have an amazing life, and God will gift you and grace you to do what He's called you to do. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Sean Paul with Life is Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to be continuing our series on get out of the box. You know, we we have these boxes that we place in our lives and we limit ourselves in various forms or fashions. And we talk about that in part one and how because we put ourselves in these boxes, we are hindering ourselves from doing what God has called us to do. So today we're going to continue this message. We're going to start talking about Proverbs 23, 26. Oh, my son, give me your heart. May your eyes take delight in following my ways. See, to me, God wants you to have a delight in following his ways. Now, I'm not saying that we won't come across trials and tribulations in life. I'm not saying that there won't be difficulties in life, but I believe this, God will strengthen you. He will, he will empower you through his grace to do what he's called you to do. You know, I read, uh, the, the epistles by Paul and he talks about how he's gone through so many different situations of being shipwrecked, beaten and so forth and so forth. And I just think how in the world could he even do these things? But see, you got to understand God will grace him. God, God graced him. God will grace you to do whatever he's called you to do. You know, what we've got to do is we've got to truly give our hearts to him. You know, we can't do this with a half heart. We can't do this halfway. No, we've just got to go full bore God. And you know, sometimes people will say, "What? Well, but what is so-and-so going to think of me? But you know, people think I'm a Jesus freaker, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, I have lived my life for the last 32 years full bore God. I have not ever, ever went any other way in my life other than living for God. And I'm telling you, and I've said it in part one, I'll say it again. God has never, ever, ever failed me. I tell you this, you know, some people would say, well, you live in Guatemala. I wouldn't want to live in Guatemala. I wouldn't want to go to a foreign country. Well, guess what? I wasn't really keen on going to another foreign country when he told me. But I'm telling you, I've been down here 10 years. I'm still living this amazing life. My wife and I have not gone without anything. God has always provided. God has never failed us. God has never stopped. So see, that's why I want to give my whole entire heart to him. Because when I do that, that's the life I want. I want to live this life of peace. I want to live a life of direction from the Lord. I just want to live this life of joy that he offers. Yes, again, I don't want to paint this rosy picture and make you believe that I just live this uh, fantasy life on Instagram, how people post up and make you feel like they just have no problems in their life. Yes, I have circumstances. Yes, I have problems. Yes, I have obstacles. But because of the strength of God in my life, guess what? I'm able to go through. I'm able to face opposition. I'm able to face trials and tribulations and go through them and get through them and move on to the plan and purpose that God has for me. See, to me, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters other than living my life in God. As I do that, I'll be fulfilled in every area of my life. See, like the scripture says, give me your heart. May your eyes take delight in following my my way. See, that's where I'm at. I just take delight in following the ways of God. 
Because like I said, he's never failed me. So why should I even try to go my own way? I don't want to go my own way. I've messed things up too many times. It's not worth it. It costs too much. By going God's way, it's just a better way. You know, and I just believe in my heart, once you experience what God has for you, you will know that it's right. You will know that it's good. You will take delight in what God is giving you and what he's offering you. But see, it all requires you to give your whole entire heart to him. Is For some people, that's scary. You know, for some people, they they still are hesitant in giving their whole entire life to God for various reasons. Maybe uh, just, just the, the control factor. You know, you feel like you're not in control. You know, I like to be in control of things, but I've just learned it's not worth being in control in the situation as in meaning giving my life to God. You know, before we came to the mission field, I was very successful in real estate. We bought, sold homes, flipped homes. I was a realtor, just having an amazing life financially, having an amazing life and satisfaction and career, just having an amazing life. My wife, she worked on a military post. She worked in housing there as well, had a great salary, great job. You know, uh, our our daughter was graduating. Soon we were going to become empty nesters. Uh, you know, just a lot of great things financially. But God said, hey, look, <laughs> got a joke for you. I'm going to move you guys to Honduras. You know, that could be scary for a lot of people. But at that time in my life, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to just take my hands off the wheel. You know, I don't want to refer to the Jesus take the wheel song, but I'm just saying I just took the hands off the wheel and say, okay, God, you leading God, I'm following. I'll go where you call us to go. And like I said, he's just never failed us. So see, to me, nothing else is worth it. And you'll find that as you serve God, chase after him, put him first, follow him, pray and seek his face and follow his plan and purpose for your life. You will just say, hey, look, it's just not worth living a life that I felt like I wanted to live. You know, God is a God of order. God is a God of focus. God is a God of direction. God is a God of plan, purpose, and fulfillment. I mean, God is 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 always seeking to want to provide this life for us that he has for us, that he's planned for us from the very foundations of this world. He's planned for us. He knew what we, you, and I would be doing for his kingdom at the very foundation of this world. God knew that, and God is ready to show you and lead you and guide you, but you have to be willing to allow him to do that. You have to be willing to get out of this box that you placed in your life and you put yourself in and you got to get out. And you know, just in case you have not heard part one, let's just go over this box. You know, we talk about how society will place us in a box. Society will say, you came from this area of town or you came from this culture. You did this and this is this is who you are as a person. You need to be in this box over here. Or your family says, hey, look, we have these dreams for you to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it may be. And your parents are pushing, but you feel like you want to go into music or you feel like you want to uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they say, how can you even afford to do that? You know, Family will pressure you to do that. Uh, friends says so. You know they're gonna place. They're gonna try to place you in boxes. 
your own personal comfort will say, no, I don't want to go to the four lands or I don't want to go to the minister to the homeless in the city or I don't want to go do this or I don't want to go do that because it could require too much for me or, you know, no effort required. You know, many people just want to coast through life. They don't want to step out and step up and do something for the kingdom of God because it takes too much effort. You know, uh, why rock the boat attitude? You know, I just don't want to rock the boat. You know, my parents, they wouldn't understand if I chose to do this. You know, they wouldn't, they don't know God. They wouldn't understand me saying, I want to go uh, over to move to this different state or a different country or do this for a career or whatever. They just wouldn't understand. It would rock the boat. You know, um, it, and a lot of people just have this attitude of, you know, following is just much easier. It's just, you know, just go with the flow of life, man. You know, you don't need to shake the boat. So, um, you know, so that's what I mean by getting out of the box. We just got to get out of the box in our lives and allow God to do, to use us for his kingdom. You know, I use this example. I'm a former military guy in the United States Army. And, you know, sometimes I look at myself and say, why are you the way you are? You know, I jokingly said in the last time, my wife just says, hey, you're just weird. You're just not like anybody else. Hey, you know what? I take that as a compliment. I like it. I like being weird for Jesus because I've just, I'm just hardcore. I'm just, you know, stone faced as in, you know, I'm just not going to, I'm chiseled faced. Like I'm just not going to allow anything to stand in my way. If God has placed something in my life, I'm not going to let the devil beat me up. I'm not going to let the devil hinder me from doing what I'm called to do. So I'm going to run this race that God's called me to do. But the former military days, I could say this, I was disciplined disciplined to follow orders. I was disciplined to follow structure. I was talking to my pastor the other day and you, you know, I was on vacation or not vacation, but I was doing ministry work in the United States, traveling, ministering in various churches and stuff. And see, I got this routine in my life. You know, um, I, I set and established routines. I love routines. I just love routines. Yes, that could be a box. Yes, that could hinder me, but, and I'm flexible. I am flexible in my life, but I'm just saying that, that, and I'll give you an example. You know, I want to do two videos a week, two podcasts, and those are one in the same. You know, I want to do uh, some, you know, Facebook reels and things like that. See, I have those things established. That is structure, but I'm flexible to allow my schedule to say, you know, today's just not the right day to do this, but I can do that tomorrow. So see, I'm flexible, but I have structure in my life. So see, I, I love structure. So I was talking to my pastor. I was just saying, man, this this traveling in the States is just wrecking my structure, my plan, you know? And he says, I, I know, man, I feel the same way. I just love to have structure in my life. So see, there's some of us that just love that, you know? In the military, they have something called the standard operating procedures. It's something you always refer back to. If you have a question to say how to do something, there's a standard of operating procedure manual that was written for it. You just need to go refer to the SOP. That's what we called it. You know, obedience to the chain of command, you know, and then honor and respect for, for the chain of command, you know, be, meaning chain of command, those that are in authority over my life. So see, this all developed me into becoming who I am as a person today for the kingdom of God. So, uh, you know, now, today, I'm in the army of God. Matthew eleven twelve says, And for the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. 2 Timothy 2, 3 says, Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. See, I look at it like this. I've got, what, 80-some years, 90-some years on this earth. 
but I have all eternity. So to me, what what does it matter? I'm going to run this race. I am going to run this race as hard as I can for the kingdom of God. I'm going to serve him. Any area of my, any and everywhere that God has called me, I'm going to serve him. I am going to serve him till the day I die. So see, to me, it doesn't matter why, because I have eternity. I'm not so focused on right now. I'm focused on eternal rewards. I'm I'm focused on what God has in store for me in eternity. You know, a lot of people think, hey, we're just all going to just kind of float around on a cloud and we're all going to have fun for Jesus when we die. You know, and we're all just going to be equal and the same. I'm sorry, guys. You know, the word is just clearly, clearly not that. And we could go into that, but I'm just saying there are rewards. If you are faithful in what God has called you to do, if you fulfill the plan and purpose that God has for your life, you're going to be greatly rewarded for that. We're going to serve and reign on this earth for a thousand years, a millennial reign. What are you going to be doing for the kingdom of God? How are you going to be rewarded for the kingdom of God? What what positions are you going to be given for the kingdom of God? So see, I'm living this life for eternity. I'm living this life right now to hear my Lord say, Thou good and faithful servant. Amen. So see, to me, the kingdom of God requires men and women of God to be busy to expanding the kingdom of God. So as you look at life of Jesus Christ right now. I want to expand this around the world. I want to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to people around the world. That's what I want to do. That's what's in my heart. I want to encourage people to live for Christ, to run this race like they never have before in their lives. And I want to be that voice to say, you can do it. You can do it because God took this country boy from Iowa in the middle of cornfields and he's placed him, me in ministry to do something for his kingdom. I was a nobody, nobody in high school, nobody in anything. But see, today I believe that God is using me to touch people's hearts and lives and he could do the same for you. See, we got to take the kingdom of God by force. We cannot allow ourselves to be limited in what we will do for God. We cannot allow circumstances and oppositions and these boxes that I'm speaking of to limit us from doing what God wants us to do. We all have a part in fulfilling the plan and purpose that God has for our lives. You know, in the military, the soldiers are fighting on the front lines. The people, you know, there there are people in the back that are taking care of the logistics. See, there's a whole entire army. There's a whole entire military. You know, where are you going to fit in in that? You know, again, a lot of people want to focus on who's fighting on the front lines and who's taking things by force, but there are people in the back that's taking care of things as well. So see, we got to look and see where we're going to fit in into the body of Christ. So again, in the military, there's logistical care, there's mechanics, paper pushers, medics, supply chain. It's endless. All those people are, are needed to push the guys that's on the front line. So it's the same thing for the kingdom of God as well. What part are you going to take place in the kingdom of God as well? You know, I remember this years ago when we were at our church in Kentucky. We're still part of the church. It's still our church. But but on weekends, my family, we would go on to the church on Saturdays and clean the whole entire church. We'd clean the sanctuary, all the children's rooms, the bathrooms, everything. I would take my two daughters, my wife, and myself. We would all go clean. See, somebody had to clean. 
And I could have said, oh, well, we've been serving the Lord for 20 years. Bless God. You know, somebody else is just going to have to do it. Uh, years ago, my pastor shared about a story that that really rang out true to me. And that is that he talked to this guy at a church, uh, after church, and uh, uh, he asked him, you know, how long have you been going to church here? And he said, oh, you know, 18 years. I don't know ex exact specifics, but, you know, 18 years. I knew it was a long time. And my pastor said to him, said, you know, what What do you do here? Oh, I sing in the choir. Oh, okay. And what else do you do here? And he's like, well, that's it. That's all I do is I sing in the choir. You know, my pastor just thought in his mind, like, that's all he does is sing in the choir. And my pastor said that when he got back to the hotel room, it's just like the Lord just scolded him for even thinking that away about him. You know, we got to be careful in how we not only look at ourselves, but look at other people. We got to allow ourselves to be placed where God places us in the kingdom of God. We got to recognize the fact that, you know, maybe God will have us cleaning the bathrooms. God may have us cleaning the sanctuary. God may have us picking up kids before church to bring them to church, whatever it may be. Don't minimize what God has called you to do. It's like God scolded my pastor about minimizing what that man was doing for the kingdom of God. God was like, hey, he's one that will lead people into worship and worshiping me. Don't you dare think that about him. So see, we got to be careful in how we think of ourselves and others and what God is calling us to do. So see, you know, we're gifted in so many areas. Now, this might be a little long scripture, but it's very important for me to read this. Romans 12, 6, 8, it says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. See, God has gifted us all with something. I mean, everybody has a gift. Everybody has an ability. And like I said, don't minimize what God has given you. Now, I referred, I said earlier that I myself, I'm, you know, I'm just joking in a way, but it's really the truth. You know, I'm just a country kid that came from the country of Iowa in the middle of a cornfield. I went to a school of 21 kids in my class. You know, I, like I said, just I, I didn't have anything special. I, 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 I like to work. I didn't get great grades, you know, maybe B's and C's, but nothing special. I, I just never did anything special in my life. But I'll say this. What I do is this is I realize that God can give me abilities and raise me up and give me talents and giftings, not only for my own self, but also for his kingdom. You know, I went into the military. I was a mechanic. You know, I, I have mechanic abilities. I can fix things. I can repair things. But also, too, when I got out of the military, I uh, became a property manager for apartment complex, and that's where I learned construction. So now mechanical, you know, there's equipment at the apartment complex that I had to repair. Then I had to learn how to do construction. And then out of that, uh, and then also painting out of that, I opened up a construction company. And then, you know, as a result of that, I learned how to do various types of things like advertising, using computers, so forth and so forth. So see what I'm trying to say is this. We need to allow God to one, show us the gifts and talents that we do have. And then also 
We need to allow God to bring more gifts and talents into our lives. As we do that, we will see ourselves being used more and more and more. And, and you know, today I could tell you this, I can still repair things. I can still build things. I can work on computers. I can work on video. I can work on audio. I can work on graphic design. I'm not saying I'm great at all that stuff, but I can do all those things. And guess what? I can use all these things for the kingdom of God. Just like, for example, with video, I had some problems with the video the other day. It was not working correctly. It was not uh, producing correctly. But see, in my understanding of computers, I was able to find the solution for it. So see, all these years of allowing God to bring these gifts and talents in my life and using them for the kingdom of God and him bringing more gifts and talents in my life. See, I'm seeing myself being used all over the place now for the kingdom. And see, he could do the same for you. And maybe you're experiencing that in your life. Maybe you're experiencing that that God is giving you gifts and talents. You know, there's people that I know that may have giftings and talents in some areas, but they aren't willing to expand those giftings and talents. You know, I know one person in my life that that's just adamant, I will not touch a computer. And you know, this person's probably 59 years old. And it's just, they're just, no, I'm not touching the computer. I won't learn a computer. I don't want to learn a computer. I don't want to use a computer. And again, that's their business. I don't care what they choose to do. But what I'm saying is, is we've got to be willing to allow God to teach us and show us through the Holy Spirit on how to gain more abilities as we do that. And as we get out of the box, so to speak, we're going to find ourselves being even being used even more so for the kingdom of God. I'm in. So see, to me, all my adult life, God has always uh, uh, expanded my abilities, my understanding of what I can do, what my talents are, what my abilities are. And, and he's always done it through business. And then as he's done it through business, he's also done it through ministry. See, we can't live a life of regret. We just have to be able to live a life in God to where we allow him to take us to places that he wants to take us for his kingdom, for us to be used for his kingdom. As we do that, we're going to see ourselves being used in so many different areas in our lives is don't be the one with the one talent. Don't be that one that makes excuses and says, you know what? You're a hard man. Lord, it's not worth serving you. Or, or I just don't want to go to church because of this and that. And, and because of these people, because of that, that's just excuses. That's excuses to not be used for his kingdom. Yes, I'm hurting some people's feelings and I apologize. I'm hurting your feelings, but hopefully I'm inspiring you to look at yourself and say, you know what? He's right. I got to do something with my life and I got to be used for the kingdom of God. God has given me gifting and talents and I can use these gifting and talents to serve in his kingdom and help him expand his kingdom for his son, Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, God bless you guys. I, I pray that you had, uh, you were challenged. I pray that you, uh, uh, you learned something today that you can use for your life and to grow in God. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just pray for those that are listening. I pray that you will challenge them through the Holy Spirit. Help them become who you call them to become, Father God. Father, I just praise you. Thank you that they will run this race that you have for us to run, and they will stay focused 
on what you called them to do. And Father, if there's someone here that's listening and they don't know you, I pray that they commit their lives to Jesus Christ today and they say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. Use me for your kingdom. And, and I uh, uh, ask you to forgive me of my sins and thank you that you will show me by your Holy Spirit in which way I'm to go and how I'm to be used for your kingdom. In Jesus' my name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.